When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Welcome to the California Penal League Podcast. Uh, I'm Steve. With me is Chris and Fabs. We are uh, going to talk to you about what we always do, Cleveland Guardians. Let's just dive right into this bad boy. Um, I will get it started, just kind of like hop it right into it, um, and just we can kind of go bebopping around. Um, I will say... scatting about. Just getting scat Damn. all over each other. Uh, I whoa whoa, whoa that sounds <laughs> oh shoot it's not that's yes. the next that's the other <laughs> podcast we do the I will say after watching the Guardians over the course of what sixteen games now they're nine and seven could be ten and six if it wasn't for a disappointing play at the plate potentially but now that I've thought about it and slept on it Mike Zanino is definitely covering the plate. <laughs> And yeah, I, he was. Yeah, that so. is the dumbest rule, though. I still stand by it. That is the dumbest rule. Well, it's a tough rule. It's I a, miss the days of. Let the you guy want come Ray Fossey's down back. Down. You want Ray? You want to see Ray Fossey's spine well, explode? No, I don't out of want back, that. Right? I don't want that. But but see, I'd, I'd rather let, lose let something. Game. I'd rather lose a game than Zunino's like ankle could get broken on that because he would have gotten lit up on that play, and you know, I, he probably is okay. But you know the uh, who just lost. Oh, Neil oh, Cruz. The Pirates just lost their yeah. star uh, shortstop at a play at the plate with yeah. a collision. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'd rather have Zunino's bat than I guess that game because you know they, it could have led to the bow. It could have led to the bow Miller, uh, bow nailer 
promotion. could have went to the Bo Naylor era. But yeah, but Mike Zunino's raking. He is I'll raking take right it. now. I'll take it. He's raking, but he can't defend a darn ball. That's fine. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm getting sick of those wild pitches. It's a yeah. Lot. I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. It's like I'll take the offense over. Like I, I will allow it. I will allow some wild pitches and stuff because there's so many other warts going on with the pitching staff that I'm like, it's not even a big deal at this point. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like, almost one not, per game. <laughs> there's so much other shit going on. <laughs> um, nothing's working. Um, okay, so I to uh, to that point, my my sort of overarching thought on the team as of right now is that they really don't excel at anything at the moment. And what's interesting and promising is that, again, you know, we say this every single episode, you're talking about the youngest team in baseball, they're still 9-7, and seven, and literally nothing they've done to this point suggests that, like, they're, like, an elite team, I would argue, in no. any way. So, no, that's cool, you know? It's like, it's so early that, you know, obviously there's, like, individuals here and there having good starts. Like, Jose Ramirez quietly is, like, off to an insane start. Um, and a couple other guys are off to really good uh, starts as well. But as a team, collectively, you kind of watch them and you're like, well, they don't really do anything great. And the pitching staff is, like, arguably in shambles. And yet here we are, 10 and 7, or 9-7. Uh, nine and seven. Nine, Yeah, 9-7. Nine and seven, Heading into... To Sunday's game, we were nine and six, which tied for the best start through fifteen games in Terry Francona's tenure here. That's so nice. And when I saw that <laughs> come across wild. on Twitter, I was like, "That oh my!" And put to your point, Steve, we're not doing anything well just now. And the pitching staff, the starting pitching, is you you you. There's a lot of questions. It's still too early, and Savali should be coming back, hopefully, in a little bit more than a week. You know, he'd be eligible to come off the IL. Um, hopefully, that's the case. Hopefully, there's no setbacks. We still have probably about another, at least another month uh, at that point of no McKenzie. So, to be yeah, a couple games over. The 29th of May. Yeah, yeah. So, to be sitting a few games over 500. With a series against the Tigers uh, on the horizon, um, the Marlins and the Rockies, all series that we should win. And then, you know, Boston to wrap up the month, another series we should win. And to not really have collectively found a stride, I'll take it. Yes, certainly, I'll take it. It's like, you don't like having to watch every night them go down like three to nothing and have to like claw, we their claw way back. back and we find a way to be in the we, game. They yeah. do it. So my, my thing is I agree. We're not really great at anything. I would say except stolen bases and Sto- stolen bases and walks, stolen bases, walks and resiliency, which I think is really important, especially with a young team mm-hmm. that, you know, um, I, I think the good thing about their schedule, because I, I'm hoping, you know, we have this big, you know, 12 game stretch where I'm hoping we can go like eight and four or seven and five, worst case. Um, I'm hoping while we're still kind of getting our feet and getting healthy, like playing these bad teams is really great because ideally then once you're playing your best ball, 
and you're playing better competition, higher probability of winning. It's much better than, you know, if we were playing, you know, like the Dodgers, um, the Padres, uh, Tampa Bay Rays right now. Like, I I don't want the murderer's row. I, I will take the kind of sleepwalking, figure things, figuring things out, um, still having a winning record. And, um, and again, this team is going to look pretty different. I'm I'm thinking by, you know, the middle of the summer, um, maybe not as like drastically different as like last season. Uh, but I think the rotation is certainly going to look different. The bullpen is certainly going to look different. And I think maybe one or two positions we might look for an upgrade. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are areas of concern, uh, for sure, but it's also really hard when, you know, Two fifths of your starting rotation is is injured, and one fifth is Zach Plesac. Um The fact that you're nine <laughs> and seven, like I'll totally take it. But that's why you know, again, that game, uh, the the final game of, um, uh, oh my god, who do we just play? the Nationals? <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god, I couldn't remember. I just like who? Um, that's why that final game was so frustrating because you know a three one three run lead going into the seventh should be pretty safe with this team. And you just want to, it doesn't matter how it happens. Just get those wins. Just gobble them up as much as possible. I agree. It's irrelevant what everyone else is doing. But just get those wins wherever you can. Though, in defense of what happened in that game, if we don't go to the bullpen earlier in the week as often, maybe it's a different story. No, you're right. And that's what we talked about the last episode, though, is the trickle-down effect of having this many yeah. injuries with your starting pitching. Because guess what we get tomorrow? We get a good old doubleheader, because we, God knows we didn't get enough, enough of those last year. Um, yeah, buddy. If I see 1 o'clock. If I open Twitter in the morning and see the word Pilkin, Pilkin, Pilkinton on Twitter, I'm going to throw my laptop against the no, wall. No, you won't. You and won't. just start screaming. Because if I I never want to see that dude again. There's a there's a bunch of guys I never want to see. Just so much trauma um, from all those doubleheaders. Hold on a second. Um, no, Pilkington's days are probably numbered as a major leaguer, or at least being on the Guardians would be would be my guess. So I think you'd be safe on that. Okay, so Who's we got the second game. Do we? We got re- Gaddis going game one, and then Battenfield. Yeah, Battenfield going game two. Because you can still stay on the. <laughs> And then Cal's going game uh, the final game on Wednesday. Uh, really quick though to kind of wrap up something because I uh, that was a really great segue and I'm going to sabotage it. The Yankees, Blue Jays, and Texas Rangers somehow are all ten and six. Uh, the Astros are seven and nine. Seattle's eight and eight. Mm-hmm. By and large, those are going to be the teams that we're fighting against. Tampa's 14 and three. They're the only team in the American league kind of like quote unquote right. running away right now, but their schedule well, they, is super weak, but they just went like, one and three. They started. Yeah. 13 and and yeah so yeah, they started they're 13. And they're, yeah. They're coming back. And, to Earth. So like, and uh, DeGrom it's early. is going to be out. I saw that with a right, yeah. right wrist thing. He's got now. I feel bad for that dude, man, I, but like it was, yeah. he literally called this when he signed with the Rangers. Yeah. Everybody yeah. saw it. Everybody that's saw the, it. That's the but, easiest call in the world. Yeah. Well, to your but, point, uh, to your point, Fabs, uh, really quick. Um, right now, the Guardians have a team WRC plus of ninety one, which puts them as like the twenty third uh, 
best team in that regard in baseball, but they have the fourth best team walk rate and they have the second best team strikeout rate, which believe it or not, the nationals actually have the best as of right now. Um, really? Yeah. As, as far as strikeout percentage goes. Um, so they're not, that, that team's actually not a slouch. Their, Their record doesn't really indicate it, but like the nationals aren't half bad. Um, as like a collective, no, group. they're but they're they're, well, they're young. They're, they're young though, still. Yeah. Uh. So and there's like things to. There are definitely like I would say underlying things about the Guardians where you look at it and say like two or three months from now when it really counts and it really matters, like you were saying, yeah. I feel like they're going to be in a really really good place because if yes. you figure two or three months down the road, I, it would be shocking to me if by three months from now. Tanner Bibby's not on the team uh, in the rotation, probably uh, for one for one reason or another. Uh, because I would say too that guys like Quant, well, Quantrill will always have a spot in the rotation, but guys like Plesac, um really sort of defy like their advanced stats. So, like if you go to Zach Plesac's <laughs> uh, baseball savant page, you know the team's three and zero in his starts though this season. It's crazy. Well, it's, yeah, this is I mean, ERA it's hovering like six and a half. Well, the funny it's, thing is, like, so his, so right now, Zach Plesak's ERA is like six ninety two. His expected ERA is like four thirty seven. His batting average is like, or expected is like two seventy seven. He just kind of like, again, he gets his ass rocked, but like, is able to mitigate some of the damage, and that's what Quantrill and him do. Is like, they just keep you in games. And you can't really expect much more than like that. And I, from like a three, four fifth starter, it's like, okay, I would say from a four or five. Yeah, that's acceptable. I'll take it. You know, um, there's going to be games where it just implodes on you, but that, and at the same time, like Quantrill, you know, kept it to a minimum on Friday night. And, you know, he got hit around a little bit, but like it was enough to where they could come back and win that game. So, like, it always feels like the pitching staff sort of teetering on the brink. You know, we're sort of like at the edge of like being able to like withhold, withstand some of this. But like, then at the same time, there is sort of this thing where there's this like looming presence of like, well, Tanner Bibby's also throwing 99 miles an hour and just dominating yeah. the hell out of triple a pitching. So it's like, well, and that's, I forget <laughs> who that. brought it up. So. Somebody brought it up on Twitter. Like that's the one thing we don't have in our starting rotation is a guy who brings the heat. No, we don't dude. Bieber was throwing like 91 on Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> like, what exactly. the hell is going on? So on that note, speaking of him throwing 91, uh, that news that came out today about Pablo Lopez signing that extension with the twins. I feel like the writing's on the wall that Bieber has got to come back down to earth maybe a little bit and just be like, look, here's what So, you yeah. Do. So, I kind of, I found three comps to that point. I love your three, comps, by the way. All three of them were signings that have occurred in the last, like, six months. Um, and we've talked about the yeah, Castillo yeah. one, I like. We've talked about the Castillo one a lot, which is kind of like the basis of the deal. Castillo was a five-year, $108 million, you know, 21.6 annual average. Um, Carlos Rodon signing with the Yankees. 
Six years, 162 million was a 27 million dollar annual average. And then Pablo Lopez. Oh, the other thing, Castillo and Rodan are 30 years old. Um, Bieber is about to turn 28, and Pablo Lopez just signed. He's he just turned 27 uh, like two months ago. Four years, 73.5 for a just over 18 million dollars annual average. So like. I know we've thrown out that hundred million dollar like four year. I you know in our notes I I was saying like one oh five over four, mm-hmm. and like I mean we said last episode, that's the perfect thing that that that's the perfect contract length because like I said he's about to turn twenty eight so it takes him through his age thirty two season, and it allows us to if we whiff on one of these pitchers coming up through the system, mm-hmm. like Bibby and Allen are probably going to debut at some point this year. No doubt. I certainly hope so. Well, there's oh, a number of injuries we have. Barring, like, barring an injury to them. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say outside chance Gavin Williams debuts this year. I would That'd say that, that we'd be in dire straits if that happened. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm putting him way down the list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've already had I'd be scared. Field make his... Yeah, debut. that's true. Yeah, um, and Battenfield's another guy who who might be able to kind of you know be that Cal Quantrill. Quel, oh my gosh, Quantrill. Cal Quantrill. Quel, 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 Quel Quantrill. Yeah, Quell. Yes. Quell. I like marriage. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna shove his first and last name together. Battenfield's got good uh, stuff. I like him, and he's got good stuff. He, but he can be yeah. that four or five guy too. You mm-hmm. know, so like again. Plesak, Savali, just because he can't stay healthy. I know. At some point, you, you, like we said, looking at the roster changing, maybe those are guys that we just kind of package in a deal with some of our middle infielders and go after a Brian Reynolds or in a, in a dream scenario, the Brewers fall out of it and are like, yep, we're trading, we're trading Burns. That'd be great. I, I got to say, Woodruff. Yeah, I think Woodruff. I think that's possible. Um, I, gotta I thought say he just like, got hurt. He did. Bieber's. He's only on a 15-day, though. So I'm hoping it's. Okay. I, 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 was, I was looking at that yesterday. Bieber's, his velocity is, like, I, I know he, pinpoint accuracy. His velocity is a concern, though. Like, 91. Dude, you're 28. Well, yeah, and that's why, that's why the deal would only be for four years. And like I, I mean, I love Bieber, and I, I really hope I'm wrong about this. And he just like went to Cy Young this year. I, I think he only has like one or two more years of being an ace. Like he definitely is. Like I feel a couple like Clayton Kershaw like two or three years ago. Mm. Like, well, look at two, a really solid two, and the best three that would exist with you know because of the Dodgers' crazy depth. Where Clay, like when Clayton Kershaw. Was moved to like became like the third pitcher like two years ago. It was just like so, what? I was gonna say he's like the fourth now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy, but like I, I don't, I, yeah, I'm just kind of nervous. I'm, I'm, well, here's I'm very th- nervous about our pitching rotation. Here's the thing about Bieber that's interesting is you look at his. So to your point about the velocity, which again, it's not the end all be all thing, but like <laughs> 91 makes me a little nervous. But um, yeah. his strikeout rate. In 2020, was a ridiculous 41 percent. Um, 
thir- his strikeout rate in 21 was 33%. 22, it was 25%. And this year, so far, it's a shade under 18%. Uh, to start the year. And again, you're only talking about what? Three starts, three starts, um, 18%. He's walk, he's walking about the same at about 5%. The thing about him right now is that he's actually getting hit harder than he's ever been hit before. His max, his exit velocity is, is averaging 92 and a half right now. And he's he's given up his hardest hit balls this season so far where a lot of guys are barreling up on him. And is like expected stats like it's like a four seventy ERA realistically. So like again, you're talking about three starts. I hate to be the guy to be like, oh, you know. But when you look at it, arguably he's getting hit hard this year, harder than he has yeah. possibly ever. So at some point, he'll probably iron it all out. But you look at it and say like, well, you know. That is somewhat concerning. Three starts in. Oh, well, most certainly, most certainly. And and again, I don't think giving him and and that could also play into the to the guardian's hand too. Like, look, you're you're not getting younger. Um, you know, come back to us for a, a quote unquote team friendly deal, making you know upwards of twenty six million dollars um, in this scenario. Maybe maybe he really looks at that because, like you said, Steve, he's really got to start kind of, yeah. you know, thinking about that. And the other thing too is, I, if he could get his, if he could get up to like ninety three again, I think that's a good, you know, a little bit extra, you know, maybe that helps against the, uh, you know, getting hit hard. Maybe it helps also with some of those strikeout percentages too, because going from what forty percent strikeout rate in you said eighteen, uh, twenty twenty, or twenty twenty. I'm sorry, to down to eighteen mm-hmm. in a you know three three you know three and change yeah. year. That's that's, that's one that's of those a super short year. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, also, maybe we haven't heard anything about an extension because, you know, what are the Guardians, like, one of the best at knowing when Keeping... they're great pitchers, uh, it's mm-hmm. time to trade them and other teams yeah. not realizing it mm-hmm. and then that's true. getting a bunch for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. That That is one thing that, like, I know, like, we all collectively have been like, well, they got to, you know, it would make a ton of sense and they really need to re-sign him. But, like, you're totally right, Fabs, is that, like, if they were to entertain the thought of dealing him like this off season would be realistic. You would be able to like get you'd a get, haul. You'd get a nice haul. Yeah. So they have to weigh that too. I'm sure to say, are we willing to like, what if we got, what if we got back like a guy who's like a really good third starter and then like somebody like, or they were just like, or they just went to Pittsburgh and we're like, do you want Brian, you know, Although they would never do that because well, they, they would never resign him. But like, if you went to like, well, here, here, the but Angels, here's here's the thing too. If you went to the here's Angels the and said, too. "Can we have Taylor Ward?" What if you know? What if they they did some kind of deal where they let's that let, let's kind of throw that deal out, and we're kind of getting to the All Star break. What if they go to him and say, "Hey, we're going to give you, uh, we're going to 
lock you in for the next three seasons. Next year is already, you know, he, he's going to be, he, he can be under team control next year. We're going to buy out those first two years of free agency at, you know, around 25. So the deal comes in and, and they give him a little bit of a bonus for doing it this year. So the deal comes in at like, let's call it 80 over three. That cost certainty all of a sudden could be viewed by teams acquiring him, you know, as a bonus there too. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess my point is, even if we do extend him, we could still trade him Absolutely. as we, we see him diminishing. Um, and it, it might be actually, we might actually get a little bit more because he is under contract. That's true too. That is true. That is, uh, you know, so maybe yeah. we get that number three starter as a plug and play guy. Uh, and we get a, uh, you know, a guy who's in double A who's got some projectability, you know, as a pitcher too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point too. Oh, I mean, um, okay. Uh, I have one other thing really that I wanted to say, uh, which, Aside from maybe Josh Bell having a little bit of a breakout party, which was nice to see over the weekend, the only other thing I really have for you guys uh, that I've been thinking about is that as I look at the like initial stats in AAA, I have to assume Gabriel Arias's days are numbered on this roster. Would I be? Are we correct in assuming that? Well, in yes and no. How about that for an answer? I don't like it. Um, I'll say this. I think, and I know he's a slow starter. And I know that there were the rumors of an extension. But I'd almost be more concerned about the days of Ahmed Rosario being numbered. That's true, too. Because... Dude pisses me off so much. Uh, lately, he has been pissing me off too. That what zero for six game mm-hmm. you know, a couple nights ago, yeah, or really, out, really, or striking really out with the, off. Uh, just striking throw out a slider away. Game. Yeah, yeah, right. slider away. He'll swing it every, it literally every time. So I mean, but but at the end of the season, the guy might. I mean, again, he's hitting what like two twenty two. I think I saw earlier today, and he's a slow starter. We, I mean, he always has been a slow starter. Like even last year, I think he was hitting like the, I saw the stat that he was hitting like. 200 through this point in the season. And it's so early still. And he finished at what, like 280 something, 290. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got the bat, but the glove and, and, and the gloves gotten better. I will admit that it has gotten better from when he first arrived. Gabriel, Ari- Gabriel Arias, on the other hand, very good with the glove. Bats not coming around as much. He's got some power though. But I think the blend of the two, and I think this is, might be where you're going, Steve, so correct me if I'm wrong, is Rokio. That's He that's kind of blends weird. both. Well, he and does he's off blend to a both. Scorching hot start. He blends Super both. Super good start. He's scorching hot. He also has already had, he had 100 summit bats in AAA last year. So at some point this year, you're going to be like, well... He's 22, but like, what more does he have to prove here if he's going to be hitting like mm-hmm. 340 
in mm-hmm. AAA in his second go round. So yeah, yeah, three forty-four right now. Yeah, he's going to force the issue, and you're totally right. Like, Med Rosario does get off to a slow start, but like at some point, the team's going to be like, "Well, dude, you're going to have to like maybe kick it into gear a little bit quicker because defensively, you're still kind of a nightmare. You've gotten better, but you're still kind yeah. of a nightmare." And then Gabriel, yeah, he's Arias, not winning a gold glove. No, God, no. And Gabriel Arias, like I, I want to like the guy, but in every chance he's had he really hasn't delivered he's got exactly. one home run and he strikes out nearly 50 percent of the time so it's like yeah i don't know what to tell you buddy um i don't care that so you can play of, first base <laughs> like, so to circle back to circle back around that defensive versatility is why i think he could stay with the club in a <sighs> platoon in a in a bench role you know what though? You can find someone off the street. You, you most certainly can to play first base if you had. We to. could sign Owen Miller to to contracts that last from April to May, and he can be that That's bench right. guy for the first two months of every season. Well, and if you're, and but if you're get, dealing with, if you're looking at it, and you're like, if like you're in a situation where Naylor, both Naylor and Bell can't play first base, and I know Bell defensively is not great, you've got other problems probably. Or you could just well, be like, and and another guy that's been off to a decent start is Micah Prees. That's true too. That like, if you had, he's, to do I it. think, I think he's, I think he's kind of that. He's not going to be a sexy, you know, you know, candidate by any means, but he could probably hit, you know, two sixty, two seventy five range, a little bit of pop. Even if he, hey, if he hit two fifty, doesn't seem to be a liability at first. Even if he like hit two fifty, I'd, I'd be down. Yeah, like he's a guy, you know, and and maybe that may, makes Naylor more of a DH type moving forward. Oh, that's actually a DH. You can only bat against righties. So <laughs> um, yeah, right. Well, that actually gets. So we're closing in on the on our little uh, thirty minute uh, quickie here. Um, <laughs> But uh, that actually does bring me to my pitch clock question. I have I have one other thing yeah, I just want to briefly touch on, um, and we'll make this quick. And again, it's super early in the season, but uh, with regards to the bullpen, I know we kind of touched on it before. Um, just some things to keep an eye on, and I, this is something that I definitely want to dive into. Uh, it's probably more fair to dive into in, a, in another week or so, as we're kind of getting closer to the end of the month. But Sandlin and Heron, I I really think that those both of their days are numbered. The um, Woof Brothers, the, the Woof <laughs> Brothers. That's that's good. Um, Oof, I, I, I always kind of felt like Heron was a stop. It was like a placeholder until Sam Hentges got got right. Right. I didn't think he was quite ready to be in the bullpen this year to start the season. Maybe further down the road, you know, after getting his feet wet in Columbus. But there's some there's some bullpen options that I think Gaddis mm-hmm. was going to be in the bullpen. You know, Morris, once he gets back, he's a little bit further behind. Uh, those are two guys that probably deserve to be in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I really think that both Sandlin and, 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 and then, of course, Henches, too. You know, and not to mention Tuki Tassant is pitching very well in Columbus so far. And the yeah. idea when they brought him in was... Hey, we like him. We think he can find some things, and he could be a guy who can go an inning or two. 
right based on his you know being a, a former starter i don't well, know if he's done that just yet but but that's something i think that that should be because we all danced around it and said that was kind of a concern still of ours you know yeah. but but using but but saying that you know we're only two weeks into the season it's i think it's very fair to give these guys at least another 10 days before any decisions are made. I think too, you know, the guardians are very much in that moment, in that like phase still of, we need to see what these guys can do. Yeah. And, and, but, but the onus is and it's on, gonna be a lot of pitching this year. Yeah. That we need to kind of assess, but, but then that puts the onus on players like, Sandlin Heron is in a, a bit of an unfair position because he's filling in for an injured guy. Yeah. But it's like Sandlin, guys like Arius, you 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 have to produce with the opportunities you get because there are yeah. four more guys behind you that we need to that we want to see that are pitching well <laughs> and, or playing well, and we need to like it is what it is. So yeah, and and that and that, that four might be a uh, you might be lowballing some guys there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that might be. Um, not the most fair of uh, calculations. There, there might be seven or eight in some instances. Yeah, I mean, God, even on the offensive side in Columbus, it's like, I don't know what the hell is in the water down there to start the year, but, like, that entire lineup is just Dude. crushing. Dude, I mean, like, well, another guy who I, I've liked, and, I, I you know, I, I, when I was kind of putting some notes together, um, Richie Palacios has been mm-hmm. off to a torrid start, and the fact that he can... Doesn't seem like he's been playing very um, much infield, but he has that experience, you know, and and he can kind of bounce between middle infield and outfield, you know. That that's yeah. There, there's a there's a there is a universe in which he can be on this roster. I'll put it that way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting to see how it all plays out. It will. It's that weird balance of like you you want to win now because you know you were able to prove a lot last year, but also you do have this pretty big window, so you don't want to be stupid now and like rush young guys because again you're mm-hmm. so young, uh, but it's hard because you overachieved last year. So it's like like I I for I. I mean, I'm sure the Guardians are happy they win as far as they did last year, but also they were probably like, oh, it would be nice to just win like 85 games last year. And then like, you know, <laughs> step, step, step. And then um, and then have gotten so, to the yeah, yeah, ALDS yeah, so this year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, the, the, the expectations are on them. And I think, um, I think the I mean, AL over- is... I think the AL is starting to show uh, its warts. The teams in the American League are starting to show their warts. Um, I agree. I, I, I. No one, know, no one team is kind of like like last year. I mean, we all kind of were like it was that death march of sorts. Oh yeah, the Astros. The, it was just like the Astros or the Yankees. It's like oh crap, we're gonna face one of these two teams. Yeah. I, I, again. Two, yeah, two weeks into the season, tough. yeah, oh, I yeah. don't know. They're it's, just going to beat each other up. I'm pretty sure the Astros will still be there in the West, but I mean, you, who knows? I, I but, the Mariners might come on strong. Yeah, they definitely have the pitching to do so. Um, that Mariners club, man, I'll tell you what. 
That's they're a tough. team I, I really respect. I really yeah, respect they're fun to root for. Yeah, when we're yeah. not playing them, I'm gonna I root for them. Yeah, I'm gonna need them to win 90 games if I'm gonna hit that uh, parlay. Yeah, that I, uh, yeah, so that's really why I'm rooting for them. I, I find myself betting betting on them in uh in my daily parlays. There you go. I'm like, oh, best way to have to yeah, root for I a do, team. I do like that Mariners matchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, rolling out another good pitcher. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. That does sort of bring me to my pitch clock question. Given okay. uh, kind of how we talked about the roster and uh, yeah. where things are at right now. So, who would like to go first here? We'll, we'll give the question and then... And then oh, yeah, Tabs, right. you want to start it? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'll go first. Okay. I, I got my timer ready. Okay. Perfect. You got the timer? Okay. I got a timer ready. All right. Uh, here's the question. Not, not talking about an injury, so th- this is not injury-related. Okay. Okay. Is Oscar Gonzalez going to be on this team by the end of the year? All right, Fabs, are you ready? Yeah. Go. I think so. I, I want him to be. Actually, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I want him to be, but Will Brennan has just proven that. Like, I don't think he's going to be a starter. He might be a reserve guy, uh, but I, Will Brennan has been so solid. Stop. Ooh, just under 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, just under. This might 19. be the top point nine question so far. It makes me. <laughs> this I'm is so, good. I'm so like emotionally attached to him because I love the SpongeBob right. thing. I love the right. yeah. last year. It's so early in the season. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go next. I don't think he will be. I think that we will make a move uh, maybe for my beloved Brian Reynolds. And Fabs was right. You know, Will Brennan has been playing lights out. It's awesome. Uh, I, unless he becomes like a DH and, and something happens with Naylor or Bell. Okay, you had two seconds left. Good job. Wee. All right, Steve, you ready? Uh, We're like the um, Nationals reliever yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was it. Or uh, there was a, the Padres game had some crazy tension with the pitch clock. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yep. All right, go. I would actually start to say no. Uh, I think that given what's going on, uh, it, it, in AAA and then also uh, with the rise of Will Brennan uh, and the fact that he can uh, hit lefties and righties, there's just like slowly no place for Gonzalez on this roster. I didn't think you were going to get that. You got, dude. That. I was starting to fumble. Yeah. I was fumbling you were like around. 18, 18 and a half. <laughs> I didn't know. What, I didn't know where I was going with it for a minute. You blacked out. It was like I Will did. Smith and uh, I was just and, like, and old it's school. Like, you, I can't pull uh, up any uh, stats or anything on the fly, so it's just like. No, uh, no. <laughs> All I no, know that, is that, that Brennan, is a good question. Yeah, that I mean, a, that, that, that's a really yeah. good question, and that's something that that again I think, um, again, you know, like I, I kind of mentioned with the bullpen, I, I don't think it's time to make rash decisions just yet. Fab said earlier, you know, there's going to be roster t- turnover. Uh, I don't think it's going to be you know 17 debuts this year, but I think, like I said earlier, I think we're going to see Bibby and Allen making their debuts, either because of playing very well in Columbus or injuries or both or trades. I think those guys make a couple starts here. Um, the bullpen has a couple spots, as we mentioned. Yep. And then there's right field. 
But I mean, the positive is, the positive it, is, Quan and Jimenez are the real deal. Yeah, and they're super young. So like, it's it wasn't that would have sucked. Like if Quan was batting fifty and he has twenty strikeouts and Jimenez couldn't suddenly field and it yeah. Was like, Oh no, maybe we got lightning in a bottle for one season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say just kind of spitballing maybe like one or two spots in the rotation, one or two spots in the bullpen, right or, field, and then maybe like the bench spots. Yeah, one or two spots in the on the yeah, it basically you're just trying there's, to like there's about seven spots that we could probably interchange people with to find the right guys, but the other guys are are locked in, I think. Yeah, I, I I truly believe that about eighteen to nineteen of those guys on the roster right now are the core. You're good. You're good yeah. to go. Right. You right. know. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um. Okay. Good. All right. Well, that will wrap up this episode. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, after a favorable schedule that the Guardians have, but we'll see. You got to still play the game, so uh, we will. See what that looks like on the other side. Uh, until then, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, catch us on social at CalPinoPod, all that good stuff, the usual, you know the deal. Uh, and we'll catch you guys later. Yeah.